white light rhyme. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Lines. He's got the inside scoop of why who got fine. Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. You're muted. Your host, Fred Jones. Oh. No, you're good. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not muted. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And one thing about Ryan Jones Sr., you'll find out sometimes technical difficulties hit. We'll make it work. We'll get it better. So that being said, we got my main man, Tony Tucker of MJT Football. Tony, how you doing? Go ahead and explain your case. Uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. MJT football on YouTube. Go over there and subscribe. We uh we talk football all year long. I, I want to do a quick thing. One, the technical difficulties are just part of the charm, my friend. It's just, it's what you get here. You know, you get errors and then you, you, you rebound from it. Just like life, just like the game of football, which we're going to talk a lot about today. But also let's shout out the the person who did that, that intro song. Like the, it's fire. Like, I don't know who he is, but every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Who who did that for you? That's my guy, TJ McGuire, a.k.a. Nove, man. And, you know, he's always been a genuine guy. He's creative. He's a very festive guy. You ain't going to see him on these shows that much. One thing about him, trust me, wherever the party's at, Mr. Nove is there. And shout out to my guy, TJ McGuire, man. Nove, yeah, I just, you can find his I music everywhere. to do a song just for me, not even for a show, just something that okay. hypes up me. Like, just a Tony Tucker hype song for me to just play. <laughs> <laughs> on my phone, it's 45 seconds. Got to take my kids to school. I'm not really feeling it. And he's just talking about how amazing of a father I am. Like, I need to and get I'm a hype song. And I'm going to make sure I'm going to send this to him, what you just said. I know he's going to be pumped up he's about fantastic. it. He's fantastic. He's talented. He's all over on Apple Apple Music, so you can find him, Nove. And he has all he has quite a few albums. I want to make sure I say it correct because I know, you know, my boy, he'll give me raw thoughts in a great way. So with that being said, <laughs> Tony, it's amazing to have you. By the way, one of the sponsors of this show is Tarber Coffee House. Phone number 252-563-6510. Order online at tarbercoffeehouse.com. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use promo code RAWMIND. You get a 15% discount on online orders. Amazing coffee. Lots of things there. I even have a show now we call Tarber's Coffee Talk, where you'll get to hear anything and everything from just inside the coffee house. So before we start, I want to start with this topic right here, Tony, because I know me and Tony are going to try to shoot them straight, raw thoughts. Let's talk about the game of the week for college football. Not the number one team, not the number two team. They're talking about prime time Colorado versus Hollywood Caleb Williams with his best receiver out there by the name of a guy who's played with the 49ers, his son, and his name is Brendan Rice. So tell me your raw thoughts. What happened with Colorado? How you feeling the energy in Colorado right now? Give me your raw thoughts, Tony. I personally am loving this story. Like I keep m like messing around with all my my friends about how I'm a big Buffalo fan and stuff. But everybody knows I'm a University of Michigan. I'm a Wolverine, and I, I love Sparty there in Michigan State. But like when you, we, this is what we want. We want something captivating because college football has kind of gotten boring where it's just Alabama, Georgia, like SEC nonsense. Clemson had like a, a brief minute, but college football wasn't really that interesting. There wasn't any captivating stories, but now we get coach prime in his first season making like such a massive 
turnaround so quickly. The game against Oregon, like that wasn't going to be a real game, like not really close. Like Colorado isn't at the spot where they have the, you know, professional level NFL level athletes across the board, especially on the offense and defensive line. So like, I think this week it'll be fun. Hopefully Colorado can keep this one interesting and close. And if they can just find ways to get Shadur a little bit of time, then I would love to see some fireworks between him and Caleb Williams. But I probably would pick USC in this game by like two touchdowns if, if, I, could, if I had to bet it. But I'm really rooting for just a fantastic classic game. Two future NFL quarterbacks just going toe-to-toe, slinging the rock around for 60 minutes. That, that would be fun for me. Yeah, my raw thoughts here, man, is I think Dion brought Hollywood to Colorado, although Hollywood will be in the building at Colorado in Buffalo Stadium. His 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 aura, his cockiness, like his, it's a new wave, man. Like for me, it's different. Like most coaches tell you just like in the little um, pregame speech from, from um, what's last name, Danny, the head coach of Oregon. I should know that. But yeah. he was basically talking about, you don't have to talk. Play with your pads. That's the typical stuff we have. But I like this aura. If you can back it up and you can get it done, do it. Now, the only thing about it is, the, the beauty of this situation is, if you don't back it up, you still got to go up there and own up to what you lost to and what happened. So for me, you know, seeing that and seeing Dion, seeing his team, he already said he has eight dolls away. And by the way, he said Warren Sapp will be on his coaching staff next year. So those eight dolls he probably was talking about, some of them was on defense, that defensive line. If you got Warren Sapp, you got Deion Sanders coming into your house. Believe me, a lot of these college coaches may be mad because I tell you now, since Deion has got to Colorado, those ticket sales have went out the roof. Marketing has been out the roof. Um, paraphernalia has been off the roof, you know, probably outside the mountaintop in Colorado. That's where it's at right now. But for this game, man, I can see this being a super high-scoring game like a basketball game. Because I've been watching USC somewhat. They've been giving up a lot of points, but they've been beating folks in certain games. Now you got Colorado. I can see this coming down. I would not be surprised. Raw thoughts. Bold prediction right now. Both quarterbacks have 400 yards in the air. That's just my raw thoughts. Oh, I think you should push it. I think you should go 500 each. Each of them puts up a nickel, you know, like five t- 500 yards, five passing touchdowns, and we just see like a 42-38 type of a football game. But you're right. Like every young person, if you're not committed and know that you're going to play at a powerhouse, but you have talent, if you're a four-star and you're kind of fluctuating between a couple schools, uh-huh. I would be trying to figure out how to get on the radar of Colorado. Like – I would be get I would be getting there if I could. So so with that being said, I'm gonna go to this question right here. Shout out to my man, another member of MJT football, Mr. NFL Mike, Mr. TikToker big time himself is here in the building today. And he said, Ryan, look at Slane putting in work. Let me tell you something. Um <clears throat> I don't like to flatter myself a lot, and I do sometimes. So with that being said, yes, I have, man. And thank you. I can't wait to show this to my wife. Cause I've been telling yeah. her I've been slimming down a little bit. And so when you've been saying that, you know. For me, raw thoughts off the record outside of sports. I know it sounds weird. I haven't, well, you know, raw thoughts here. This is an adult show. And some kids do this, some kids don't. But, you know, they know adults take it, take into adult beverages. So I haven't had none of that in 30 days. I did went on a drought while I was not going to drink no more. Then it went for a, te- a little bit. 
but then I got off for 30 days. But the real key is I haven't had no meat in six months, Sean. I haven't had no meat. I think that's what the slim and the glow is coming in. So I just want to let you know, man. And it's been a journey because everybody in my household still eat meat except for Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones said, "Uh, you know what? I'm not going to stop you. I'm not here to, to tell you what to do. I just tried it for me. And by the way, he got me even more motivated to go even further. And I've been off of sugary drinks, a lot of water. So that's all I want to say on that end. <laughs> I know Tony got something to say. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was I was thinking we need to switch up the song to uh how does it go? Wait, uh Mr. Jones. You know, you know we need to get that playing right there. Um no, it does look good. The beard's also like trimmed down, right? So you yeah. milk it, keep up the good work, all the young folks out there. Work hard and take care of yourself because there is a point where your body will start to fall apart. And I am living proof of this. <laughs> All right. So I think we brought this conversation up a while back, but I want to bring it up now. Um, we saw Trey Lance get traded to uh to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys right now? Um, give me your raw thoughts on that before we get into the other topic, because I got a few things to say myself. <laughs> the thing with the Cowboys is they're so polarizing that like everybody has to have a comment one way or the other. They either have to be greatest Super Bowl contenders or they have to be, you know, like terrible and overrated and Dak sucks. The truth is that Dak is probably a top 10 quarterback, right? Is he on a level where you start to see those, you know, like the the Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. to sort of Justin Herbert in that in that range with Burrow and Allen and Hurts and stuff like that? No, he's probably not in that range where you're expecting big plays and big moments to carry out games. Like, but doesn't mean you can't win with them. And the Dallas defense, I think, is for real and legit. The Diggs injury hurt him. But like, there's this this idea that like the Cowboys either suck or they're great. And the, the fact of the matter is they're a really good football team. And I think they are probably one of the three best teams in the NFC, right? Like I know the lions are getting a little heat after last night and a couple other teams might be on the fringe of putting some stuff together, but like, Mm -hmm. why couldn't Dak get hot in this defense, take over playoff games late, like in the season, stuff like that. So all of this Dak hate, to think that Trey Lance could be the answer for Cowboys <laughs> is insane to me. Like Dak has been there. He's been good. He's won. He's competitive. Like he's a great leader. He's who you want at the microphone. This last week, I didn't really love the comment where he was like, oh, the media got what they wanted because he threw in a red zone interception. It's like, no, no, they, they didn't get what they wanted. Like it's, it's just it's what you do. That, right. Yeah, yeah. It's what's been happening to you. Like it, it it's like, the narrative went way too far last year on how average or bad Dak Prescott is. The, the, the thing is, is like he's in a situation where he's going to have to make a real sort of Tom Brady late, you know, like I want to win. I want Micah here. I want CD here. I want Diggs. I want all these players. I might need to be signing contracts for $35 million a year as opposed to, Hey, I'm back at the table and I mean, if Daniel Jones is getting that kind of money and Deshaun Watson is getting that kind of money, yeah, Dak had definitely has a right to say, oh, I want $50 million a year. When it comes to, yeah, you're right. Cause like when it comes to their numbers and his numbers, regardless of what he, see, I, people, I, I want to just throw this out here, raw thoughts. 
I get it from the eye test because I'm a raw thought guy. I'm an eye test guy. But when it comes to numbers and stats, like that number sits at the top a lot of in a lot of categories. It's just that in crucial moments, he gives it away in moments as fans, sports fans ourselves, we hate to see our quarterback do. He makes certain mistakes, but that still doesn't question his numbers and his ability to play the game of football. And I think that's what he said. Go ahead, Tony, before I go into my real raw thoughts. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I think that the interceptions are more sort of head scratching because if your quarterback throws a late game interception, he throws into a tight window, 30 yards downfield, he's trying to win. As a fan, me personally, I love that shit. I also grew up, Brett Favre was my guy. <laughs> there is was no other player where you would be like, oh, he's going to try and win this game. He's going down in a burning building type of situation. The interceptions with Dak are sort of like, did you really mean to throw it there or what happened or did you not see that so it's more like wait you should be beyond making these type of mistakes and i think that's where he really gets critical it's not like he's trying to play hero at the end of the game he's making it a, a, a mistake where it's like dude just dirt that ball or throw it out of the back of the end zone or why it's he's going to be over criticized because of where he plays and the amount of money he makes but I think Dak's a top 10 quarterback easy. So here's my raw thoughts, and I'm going to give it to, to the world now, Dallas Cowboy fans, however you want to say it. Whether you, It's not a biased thing. Cowboys not being in the Super Bowl this year. Cowboys not going – they may make first or second round. Here's my thing, though, about the Cowboys. The way the Cowboys level of play is, it has to level up for that to take over because this could get ugly. That Prescott is like on borrowed time. You talking about sixty million dollars salary cap hit next season? Whew, and you ain't and, and and Cowboy fans are mad or distressed. I mean distressed. So he, here's where I'm going at. The way it looks right now, but it could change as the year goes on. Raw thoughts, and and, and and just like life changes. Prime example, you know when Tony's first saw Trey Lance go to the 49ers, he was like, he's he's it, he's good, he's good. But sometimes life. Your mind can tell you to change your mind. And, and now we went to the point from Trey Lance being a starter on these shows, previous episodes, and now he's like, oh, no, he's not it. He's just not ready. It's I wish him the best, but he's not it. It is what it is. So the Cowboys' defense, losing days is one thing, but the Cowboys' defense, for now, if, if this level of play keeps happening, has to be superb, meaning that the Cowboys' defense is going to have to get the turnovers. The Cowboys' defense will have to put them in great field position because in these recent games, people don't notice because even though they was dominant the first two games against two teams, probably people didn't think they were competitive, the Cowboys' defense was very dominant simply because they were getting after the quarterback. They were making things happen. They were turning over the football. But did anybody ever realize that the, the Cowboys' offense was always field goaling in all those games? And what happened against Arizona Cardinals is the defense didn't get a chance to get those turnovers. They had a quarterback in Dawes, so they probably thought we weren't going to do it. Did enough, managed the game, didn't turn over the football, which forced the Cowboys' offense to have to do something. People can say what they want to say, but losing a physical bat like that, even though he was like declining, but having him as a one-two punch, now you have Tony Pollard as an all-purpose back. I think he still needs that other back. You know, the kid turbine well could be something good, but he's just still a – I call him a finesse back. Not the ground and pound, but a, a speedster. Then you really don't have another great receiver, you know, on the other side of Gap. I mean, of CD Land. So the offense was already – even before the season started, people were still questioning, you know, the Cowboys' offense. But when they saw the defense first, you get like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
This team is 60%, 70% defense strength and 30% offense. If they had to put like a percentage between the two teams, because the Cowboys have been doing a lot of field going on offense. And people don't, that's what's really going on with the Cowboys. So if the Cowboys be successful, you're going to need high play out of deck as they're taking over games with whatever he has. I guess the Tom Brady syndrome and the defense going to have to absolutely be superb week after week after week because that defense can get turnovers to put them in position. But if that defense doesn't get turnovers. And even though they're top five or, or whatever position they're in, we know another top five defense right now. If they can't do, if they don't have an offense to like do enough, that's when the problem comes in. Those are my raw thoughts. Tony, go ahead. So last week they lost because they gave they got gashed on the ground. Like James Conner went nuts. I think they had over 200 yards rushing. There was a really uh, interesting breakdown I saw where they just ran at Micah Parsons. And I think that that sort of is like a, a big key component is like he's a smaller guy, run his way, but also like make him burn that energy. If you see him on the field, like – and it's a third and eight or something like that, and you don't really feel great about the play or the look, like just run the ball at him instead of letting him have that pass rush down. Like just mm. run the ball at him and let him burn some calories so that later in the game he might have a little bit less in the tank. And as the season goes on, it, it's tougher to continue to play at that pace that he plays and the amount of snaps that he plays on a regular basis. I also am not – I don't think that you can just have – to one receivers like every team like i do think cooks and Gallup are good enough to three punch for this team like there's no excuse if anything it should fall more on mccarthy he's now taken over the play calling so it to me it's like you can't really go they don't have a, a second wide receiver it's like they have brandon cooks he still can play in this league they have michael Gallup. he's a good player in this league like they have a good uh, two-three situation for the Cowboys, and also the running back that I would keep an eye on is Rico Dottle. Like I, th I think this guy's at some point he's going to have to carry the ball a little bit more because Tony Pollard, after three weeks, has the most carries in the NFL. <laughs> that is not something that I think they should be doing to Tony Pollard. Like he is most effective at that sort of fourteen to. 18 touches per game so that you can have him for the majority of the season at a, you know, performing at a really high clip. So I think Rico Dottle's got to be a little bit more of that between the tackles. You can get Deuce Vaughn in there for some change of pace, but like the Cowboys are going to be fine. They're going to win 11, 12 games this year. And but Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I had them in the Super Bowl. So. Oh, no, no. Well, we gotta keep this on record. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Last time we were on the show, I made two, I had two takes. I said Trey Lance should switch so, to tight so, end so you're and like save me. the 49ers. So you're like me. And Roth thoughts, I'm gonna throw this out there real quick because I know we ain't got but so much longer. Um just like that's like you gotta stand on what you stand on because you said it, so you had to stick with yeah. it. That's like me. But like I had a so I had some people tell me the other day. They said, uh, but you get a pass, Ryan. Cause I said the Jets gonna be in the Super Bowl. There ain't no Aaron Rodgers, so I get a chance to change. So who should I change it to? I don't know about you, but I know I'm not going with Zach Wilson into the Super Bowl and thinking he got to go to the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson, that quarterback. And they ready, they ready to off him. And the only reason, it's just like a situation at the house. Like back in the day, let's say, for example, like you had some beef out in the streets, raw thoughts, random stuff. 
and the only person protecting you is your mom or your daddy, and everybody ain't gonna go across that line. That's what's happening to Zach Wilson right now. Rip Robinson Law protecting him because these boys ready to just say, you know, we ready to send him off in the water somewhere. <laughs> well, I I don't blame them. So when I watched the game, we were talking about this yesterday on the show. How is it that this dude is always having like 17 step dropbacks? That's not even a real thing in the NFL. It's like three, five, seven. And a lot of that stuff is kind of changed in the NFL. How is this guy constantly 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage on these plays? Like at a certain point, you have to be able to get up there and diagnose. And I'm not saying I could do it. Like I'm not going, oh, it's easy right, right. to be figuring it out. Right, right, but if right. I'm a coach, I'm on the field going, oh, we can't continue to put our our offense in these situations because he's turning some of these passes that he's trying to complete. They're going for seven yards, but the throws are really like 28 to 30 yard throws because he's 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's like that. That's not a recipe for success for your offense. And if your defense, you're going, okay, we're averaging what? 16 and a half points a game that we're giving up. And we're back in the same place we were last. This is groundhog's day. They're waking up like Bill Murray being like, what happened? This is, this can't be our, our life, our situation. And then they go to Trevor Simeon. I really think that they need to take a good, hard look and have a conversations conversation with the Vikings about Kirk Cousins. If the, if the Vikings flop to the Panthers this weekend, make that phone call. I would make that phone call. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, because I'm thinking about the logic scenario. Kirk Cousins will be a free agent next season. Trust me, if, if Brock Purdy wasn't good, Kyle Shanahan probably been on the phone yesterday trying to get him in that next year. Not this year because next year because it just makes sense. He'll be a free agent. You can get him the way you want. You ain't got to give up. Now you can. He'll be a pretty much come in and do. For some reason, he loves um, Kirk Cousins. But the, the Jets – could get him off a one-year rental for the rest of the year, give us some picks. He, will, he Of course he won't be there next year unless they just say, you know, Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, so they'll probably try to keep him there. But Aaron Rodgers got hurt. He'll probably come back. He'll be back next year. I will bring him in this one year, just a little bit, but that talent, that team, and I'm saying it early, and even though people say what they want to say, then I'm talking about the Jets getting back to the Super Bowl with a top-five pick, possibly in the fight with the Chargers. Jets in Miami. So with that being said, uh, I'm gonna go to this topic. I got two more topics, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I know it's not what you want to hear, but is this the year of the Miami Dolphins? Tony Tucker. It's definitely the month of the Dolphins. Oh, like the month. Okay, okay. It's definitely the month. I think <laughs> I think it's a real wait and see approach. It's I'm interested to see how these defenses continue to break down the film that's there and how Mike McDaniel continues to evolve some of the different fun things that we've seen. So yesterday I was talking about this on MJT football, go over to YouTube and subscribe to that. There's a play where two is literally like doing a ballerina pirouette in the end zone. Like he takes the snap and he fakes the handoff this way and he turns around all the way 360 and then puts the ball in a chain's belly and a chain is just right up the middle and it's wide open because they're so fast mixed in with the misdirections that he's running, right? The offense he's, he has like, like quadruple options on plays. It's like, I have a running back faking this way, but then I have a running back coming behind me to fake this way. Then I'm pulling it down and I'm right there. I got, I got a guy coming across this way, but he also has an option where he could keep it and run. Now 
Tua shouldn't do that. I don't think that he will. He's not very fast, and he also has a uh, you know, history with head injuries. But the Dolphins' offense is fantastic. I thought Belichick did a great job. I think Sean McDermott also this week is going to do a fantastic job against this, this uh, Miami defense or Miami offense because part of what you need is really elite cornerback play or really elite safety play. And I think that they have really good safety play with the Bills, and they're going to be able to get there, be lined up. Matt Milano is also a big component to this. Where's he dropping into coverage to kind of cloud that middle? I think Milano could get his hands on a football this weekend uh, and maybe have a big interception at a, in that game. But if we're just talking about the Dolphins and you're talking about a team you want to switch your Super Bowl pick to, like if Miami can get home field advantage in the AFC I'll and everybody's got to come there and they can have they can have good weather, late season football, I don't think you want to be dealing with that kind of speed on a field and a healthy Tua and Mike McDaniel getting time to just sit down and prepare game plans and look and have a whole season worth to look like I think Miami if they can get 13 wins and have home field advantage this might be the year that Miami gets back to the Super Bowl because the offense is just fun and I Chargers had their shot they should have won the game in my opinion there was a couple of bad penalties that kept the Dolphins offense on the field a couple of bad fourth down conversions miscommunications but it's it's the second best offense in the league behind the Chargers, of course. I don't care what the number. <laughs> is. The bias move. All right, so my my quick raw thoughts on um, Miami Dolphins gonna be tough. They remind me of the 49ers in two different ways. 49ers are run first, physical, get down the field, a lot of motion, and they can do the play action. It's not a lot of speed, but it's the same style. And I call them, and I call the Miami Dolphins the East Coast 49ers, but they're doing something extremely different. Like, it's speed, 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 speed. Mike McDaniel's offense is based around speed. There ain't no physical fullbacks coming through, running your head off. They're killing you with speed, and that's the thing of the NFL now. It's hard to defend them because they have nothing but speed everywhere in those skill positions. It's speed, speed, speed. And it puts two in a situation he can get the ball out quick because he has speedsters to get to in position quick. So if you have a speedster, they keep the ball out of your hand and you get it out quick because they're beating somebody off the break. It's like a tough thing to handle. And that's why you were saying, I agree with you, good safety play and secondary play. It's definitely got to be iffy. It, I mean, not iffy. it definitely has to be there because your front seven may be good, but if two is getting the ball out quick, you know, then that's what it is. Um, and it's hard. To, it's hard to get to them if the ball is getting out there quick. But, um, Maybe Daniel is super nonchalant. He's he. I'm telling you, man, he's one of these recipes. I don't know what any coach wanted, but man, Miami nonchalant, cool, laid back type of coach. A lot of fun. Miami Dolphins gonna be very tough to beat. I'm just saying yeah. they get home field. Now, can I say, you know, because we live in the NFL right now, man, you can easily say this team is blah blah blah. I learned my lesson because in the NFL, anybody get hurt any day. You know, you just don't know. So, you know, I'm going to wait to get my prediction on that when this end of season come. Because right now we can say this, and then by December, no, nah, they ain't doing nothing. And I'm not saying they're going to be like that, but I'm just saying healthy injuries do play a key component, and that's the name of the game. But um, that's all I got for that. You got anything else before we go to the last topic? 
No, let's go. The the war of attrition, that's what sports really is. We see it yeah. in the NBA. We see it in the NFL. It's the team that can be the healthiest in in crunch time. And if you can be there and be healthy, you'll you'll be good. And with that being said, I'm going to call this. Oh, the Raw Thoughts Minute, sponsored by Central Collections. Sponsored by Central Collections. She has bar soap, handmade products, facial products, skincare, smell goods, care packages, Kids bath body soap. Everything you name. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND. You get a 15% discount on all products. And trust me, I just got my new bar soap, the teak wood soap, handmade from the house. And I tell you, Dr. Rick's ain't playing. Because Dr. Rick's got me smelling very good. It's part of it's part of the glow I got, Tony. You know, for not just losing weight. It's a part of the glow. So that being said, uh, the Raw Thoughts Minute, you already know what it is. And I'm going to tell you, I think I don't know if I told you before. So I told the other guy on the show the other day I had Pat Welton previously on the show. I said, Raw Thoughts Minute is about Raw Thoughts Minute, Sports Minute. I had Raw Thoughts Minute before. I had to put sports into that topic because we had a guy that came on the show. And I always like to tell this story. Raw Thoughts Miami Dolphin fan. He said, Raw Thoughts Minute. He said, okay. He said, uh, have you ever got caught by your girlfriend's dad, you know, doing what? I said, what is that guy? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, he said, you said wrong thoughts, man. I said, let me put sports man in here. I want to make sure I'm clear about this because I don't know where that came from. He was talking about sports and he went there. And so that's my guy. But he's a he's a bad man. But I just said that's, look, we're gonna keep that's insane. But Ryan, I want to take I want to take my raw sports minute here and talk about public transportation. <laughs> when you get onto a bus and you got long hair, there's a lice issue. Like we talk sports for 27 minutes, and then he's like, yeah, I want to talk about the Kama Sutra. Like, talk sports, bro. It's wrong, wrong show, wrong time. Yo, go ahead with your raw thought sports minute. We need to stop punishing the Cleveland Browns for signing Deshaun Watson, right? Ooh, like ooh. it's in it's in the past, and like you can have whatever feelings you want, but like, and when I say stop punishing them, I mean the other players. There's 52 other guys that are playing fantastic, and when I turn on Sports Talk, I am not hearing enough about Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns defense. Like every week, I'm watching them, and I'm like. Holy shit. This defense is so good. It is so like the things that are doing where they're like moving miles Garrett over. He's like in a zero technique, standing up above the, the center, like scaring people last week in the game, they were running him back and forth. And like the tight ends were like trying to follow him so they could get a chip on him in the game. It's, the linebackers are playing great and fast to the football. The defensive backs are playing pretty well. Like Jim Schwartz is fantastic. And I just feel like because there's so much hatred for Deshaun Watson, which fine. And I'm fine with that. And I don't even care. You want to, you want to not talk about him or hate him or his play stinks or you're happy, whatever. But we can't not have more conversations about how good the Cleveland Browns defense has been over the first three weeks. And I think that might be your dark horse for uh, a Super Bowl contender. Like I think they might win the AFC North because of how good that defense is. Like it is for it's it's. I watch it and I'm like, this is fun. Like this is fun defense. They are smashing people. I'm ready to see them um next next episode. Um. Uh. All right. So here we go. My raw thoughts minute. You ready? 
So I'm going back to AFC West, and I'm about to say it right now, and I don't, and look, this is what it is, and you might be fond of this or happy about this. Let's just go ahead and blow up the entire roster of the Denver Broncos completely. Ooh. Everything, everything completely. When Russell Wilson got that job and that spot, I just don't – I think Russell Wilson still can play football. It's just not in Denver. I think he needs to go elsewhere. I think he needs to have a clear mind. He got his money. He got his contract. I get it. Maybe tough to trade him. But right now, Denver ain't it. I know he got endorsements. I know a lot of people like him in Denver. It's not it because apparently coaches that are bringing in just don't fit Russell. Russell makes 250-plus, I, I want to say, and you're bringing in coaches who just don't fit the model or something is not right, and you keep bringing in different coaches because you're hoping you can pair them with Russell. It's time to blow it up. I'm talking about anybody, anything good in Denver, you can trade them right now and get great value. Anybody on that roster. I'm saying, raw thoughts, I know it's probably impossible. Trade the whole team, anything worth anything. I'm talking about defensive linemen. I'm talking about defensive backs. I'm talking about wide receivers. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. You keep your coach or fire him, just get rid of the whole team, blow it up, and check this out. If you blow it up right now, you've got a chance to get off the books with on Russell, and it's a quarterback draft next season. You can find your little stud star in there. You might as, you and Arizona might be in the race for the top five pick, and it may be a good quarterback. It may be Caleb Williams or somebody else, but it's a lot of quarterbacks coming out. Just get rid of Russell. Start from scratch. You just don't have it. It's not going to work. Um, It's just like putting – hot dog putting jelly on a hot dog it's just not gonna match wherever russell wilson is at russell wilson in denver right now wherever you bring with him it's just not working it's not then on russell i just think russell still can play it's just not in denver i think it's time to blow it all up and blow up everything because you're just wasting time you're not going to be able to compete Kansas city week in week out you're not gonna probably beat the Chargers. You just don't know what Jimmy G you're going to get as he beat him the first time. So, and then next week you might see Jimmy G throw about six interceptions like you saw this week. So, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, then you bring in Sean Pay. You blame the thing you're hacking. Sean Pay coming in with his philosophy. You got 70 points put up on you. I don't care how good of a team is. Kansas City has been good year in, year out. They ain't put those 70 points on nobody. So, I'm saying right now, raw thoughts, raw mind. Just blow up the whole Denver Broncos roster and let's just start over. It's just like a relationship. And when, when relationship don't work, you move on, you break up, you go through heart, you go through um hurt feelings, and you get over it and you wound, you, you um you heal the, the scornness of your heart. That's what it is. Denver, mile high, let's ride. No, let's stop the let's stop the ride and take the driver out of it and put a new driver in, and then you can ride. Raw thoughts. <laughs> I I mean there I have I have a couple of disagreements with there because but it's like it was fantastic. I love the passion and great. Like start the roster over because there's a lot of talent on the Broncos roster, but it's not something's not working. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I know it is, and I said it. And that's why I say you can trade it because you got so much talent. You can get some first round picks for a lot of talent on that team. I know. Now I'm sitting there thinking about certain I'm thinking about the D lineman. A few um, linebackers. I'm talking about Judy and the wide receivers. I'm like, you get first round picks for these these guys, man. You know, even Jonathan Williams, a running back. If you had a chance, you get first round picks. Of course, you're not gonna be able to trade the whole team logically. And if you do pull it off, you got an amazing GM. But I'm just saying, the pick, the, the, the talent they have on the Broncos team can go elsewhere, and somebody will be willing to give up a first round pick for a lot of those players. You know, uh, maybe Patrick Sertain, sure. 
But beyond Jared that, Judah? no, um, I don't Russell think Russell Wilson. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, nope. that Badger, you got to get a first-round pick for him. It doesn't matter. You're not getting a first-round pick for a quarterback that is not – that because you have to take that salary. That's the issue before. was like the Broncos not only right, gave right. away the first-round picks for that, but then they rewarded him with this crazy contract that he can't possibly live up to at the age in which he signed it. So, like – if you really objectively look at Russell, he's not playing terrible football. In that game against no. Miami, it looks lopsided. He's not playing bad ball. Like it's 21 to 10. They're going in. I think Cortland Sutton fumbles the football or something like that. Like it's still a close game. Like Russell Wilson played decently against the right. Dolphins. He played pretty good in the in the first two games in the first half. And this is the second half. There's some issues that they needed to work out. Like and that's what I was saying. Like they got a good he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if it's in Denver. That's all I'm saying. I actually kind of I kind of feel like this might be just as much of a coaching issue, even though coach <laughs> wanted to take a little that's another coach. <laughs> yeah, take a little dookie on Nathaniel Hackett's time. But if you look at the schedule, it's it's about to get worse. Like these were supposed to be some, some of these games, they were supposed to beat the Raiders. They were supposed to beat Washington. They're supposed to be competitive with the Dolphins. Like this week they play the Bears. If they don't get a win against Chicago, whoa, whoa, like whoa. four of their next five games are really tough opponents. And it's like this could get ugly quick. They lost the first two games at home too. So like now you only got seven home games of the remaining 15. So you got more road games and home games. It's it's not going to be pretty there, but I wouldn't put the blame all on Russell. And but as a Chargers fan, Ryan, of course you right. you like that. Put some dynamite in. Let's get rid of Justin Simmons. <laughs> like I don't want that safety in the division anymore. Patrick Sertain, trade him away. Marvin Mims Jr. has been fantastic. Great first, you know, great third round pick or second round pick. Trade him away too. All of them. Javante Williams. Let's send him to the you know as far away as we can get the NFC North. Like let's get him out. Far away. <laughs> and with that being said, that's all we got for the show today. Tony Tuck, go ahead and explain yourself. And um, well, not explain yourself, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I will explain myself. I do need a haircut. I do need to shave my face. <laughs> this t-shirt's a little old. The neckline. Oh, I know what you mean. MJT football over on YouTube. Uh, we do a show. If you're into fantasy football, every Sunday morning we talk about starts and sits. There every Thursday we do a pick'em show and talk about football. It's um, it's fun. We're just three friends, uh, who love talking football, but we're always looking for a fourth. So hit the subscribe button. You can be in there and, uh, and talk ball with us. Notification bells, all that fun stuff. Appreciate being on the show, Ryan. Thank you. And with that being said, before we go to the show, I am Tony Tucker's biggest fan. Yes, you are NFL Mike. Yes, you are. What a good friend. What a good friend. <laughs> with that being said, raw mind, raw thoughts is out. Peace.